Being on the front lines in the fight to educate the next generation is tough. The goal of this podcast is to provide you with important updates, encouragement, and connection. Welcome to the Institute Leaders Lifeline. Hello and welcome to this episode of the Institute Leaders Lifeline. My name is Mike Sinclair, Deputy Superintendent of School Support at the Charter Institute at Erskine. And I'm so glad that you've joined us for this episode. We're in the fourth episode in a series on leading with passion. So I'd love for you to go back and check out the first three episodes, some fantastic interviews with some of our state leaders in government, Senator Greg Hembry, Chairman of the Senate Education Committee, and Representative Shannon Erickson. She's Chairman of the House Education and Public Works Committee. Definitely go and check those two episodes out. Today, we're going to talk a little bit about leadership in general. We're going to finish talking about where's your passion? How can you find your passion if maybe you've lost it? Uh, This time of year in leadership, especially if you're in a school, January, February, just kind of some tough times to really get things going. It's dark, it's cold. Uh, So we're going to talk a little bit about there at the end. So stick with me. I'm going to give you five things that you can do to make sure that you have your passion in front of you if maybe you find yourself settling down a little bit. But first, let's look at what is leadership. Now, we've talked in the past about leadership being a, a bigger Uh, role in the organization. You have to own it all. You may delegate a duty, you may delegate a role, but you can't delegate the responsibility. The leader is responsible for making sure that you set the course, that you set the climate, that you create the opportunities for the team members that you have following you to achieve the goals you've set. Again, that's your responsibility as a leader. That's a lot of pressure. In addition to all the other things you've got going on, you've got to create that uh, that, that 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 culture, that climate. You've got to you got to put the passion out there for your followers, your team members, to get the job done and achieve your goals. So let's start off in the Webster Dictionary. That's old school, where a lot of us had to go thumb through pages to find definitions. But let's start there with what is leadership. It's defined as the office or position of a leader. Okay the act or instance of leading. Both of those are true. I don't think we would argue with uh, Webster, but they really don't define what is leadership. So I decided I wanted to dive into some some quotes. And and, and as I was looking through them, one that popped out that I had read and I've, I've kind of referred to in the past and some other things that I've done really was from John Quincy Adams. John Quincy Adams really says, Uh, this in his quote. He really sums it up very well. And then I've got some others, but let's stick with this one for first. If your actions inspire others to dream more, learn more, do more, and become more, you are a leader. Again, that's John Quincy Adams' quote. I'm going to say it one more time. There's four things. If you inspire, now inspire is the key word in this quote, but if you inspire others to dream more, to look, to to think about bigger things, bigger possibilities. Don't be stuck today. Dream more, learn more, don't be content. You've got to be looking and learning more, do more, achieve more, do more, and become more. If you can inspire people to do that, you, you are a leader. It doesn't matter your position. It doesn't matter a lot of other things. If you're doing that for others, then you are leading them. You are inspiring them in those ways. You, my friend, are a leader. You don't have to have a title. 
So there's an article by a guy named Kevin Cruz. That's K-R-U-S-E, Cruz. And it was, it was published in Forbes and it's called, What is Leadership? So I'm gonna read three quotes from uh, business leaders from this article and, and, and you'll, you'll kind of get a flavor for where we're going. The only definition of a leader is someone who has followers. That's by Peter Drucker. Again, the only definition of a leader is someone who has followers. I joke sometimes when I'm talking to aspiring leaders and say, if you're talking, if you're producing things and no one is following you, you're not a leader, you're just talking. So you have to have followers. The next quote is by Warren Buffett. Leadership is the capacity to translate a vision into reality. You know, so you have lots of people in this world that dream up great ideas, but can you take that vision, what's in your head, and then put it into operations that others can work with you to make it a reality? If you can, then you're a leader. It's translating vision into reality. And then the last quote I have here is by John Maxwell. And of course, lots of us uh, have heard and read things by John Maxwell on leadership. He says, leadership is influence, nothing more, nothing less. Again, that's John Maxwell. We're, we're seeing words like influence, like vision becoming reality. You have to have followers. You inspire people. Nowhere in any of those quotes or that definition does it say anything about you're a leader if you've created the most downloaded app in the Apple Store, or you are a leader if you have a certain number of followers on your Twitter account or whatever social media you're using. Nowhere in those does it say you're a leader if you have earned a certain amount of money or prestige or stock or scored a number of points or whatever that achievement level is. Nowhere in there does it say if you hold a certain position in a company or if you're elected to a certain government position. That's not in any of that what is a leader or what is leadership. It doesn't say anything about if you support a specific philosophy or political platform or if you do certain environmental work or if you whatever social topic or agenda you want to look at. Those aren't in any of those definitions or quotes about leadership. What we did read up there is a leader inspires people to do, learn, and become. A leader takes a vision and makes it reality. So I'm going to stop just a second and I'm going to ask you this question. Have you reflected on how you influence others in those areas? Do you really inspire people to do more, learn more, become more? Can you take your vision and guide people to making it a reality? If you haven't thought about that, I just encourage you, turn off your music, take some time by yourself, go for a walk. That's gonna come up later in this episode, but what are you doing to give you a chance to reflect? Are people really following you? Are you inspiring them? Are you really impacting those around you? Because that is the definition, that is the sign of a leader. So let's move on a little bit more. Last week we talked about climate. Does your climate lead people to feel safe and inspired? So are you the destination? Have you created an environment, a culture, a climate, is what we're talking about in this series, 
where people are drawn to you and your organization and what you've created. They come in, they're inspired to do, learn, become, work together, create, take a vision, make it a reality. Or are people coming to your organization, to your school or your business, and they're doing a job? They get a job description, they perform the duties on the job description. They get a project, they check the boxes, they produce the project. Because that's gonna be the difference. You're a manager if you're just leading people to do things, produce work, check boxes. You're a leader if you have people coming to you where they want to create, they want to become, they want to learn, they want to work together to make vision become reality. That's the difference between a leader and a manager. I just don't think you need to be satisfied being a manager. And if you find yourself in that rut of being a manager, I just encourage you to say, that's not who I am. That's not who I need to be. I'm a leader. I should inspire. I should uh, create opportunities and the um, energy, uh, the desire for people to work together, to create, to build a vision, to make it reality. If you hesitate when I put that in front of you, are you a manager or are you a leader? I promise you, you need to slow down a minute and you need to think through what do you need to do to get your passion back? Because as a leader, there can be days that are heavy. There can be days that you wonder, uh, what am I gonna do today? What am I gonna face today? I was talking to a leader yesterday who has had some things happen at her school lately. And every morning when she gets up, she has to remind herself, kids will be different at the end of the day because of what my team does. She's focused on inspiring her staff and her students to do great things, to do, learn, and become. She's not focused on, oh God, the media is gonna call me about whatever, or this parent's gonna call me about what, She's not focused on those things. She's focusing on inspiring, on taking vision and making it reality. So here you go. Here's some questions that I want you to ask yourself so that you can just do a temperature check. Are you taking time to lead yourself? Where are you getting fed? Who's leading you? Because if you're not growing, if you're not doing something to actively move forward in those same areas, it is really hard for you to lead others? Where is your passion? What truly gets you out of bed and makes you want to do something that day? What is your passion? We can only give to others what's in here, what's inside of you. If you don't have it in you, you can't give it to others. If you don't possess it, you don't have it to give. So let's look at five things that you can do to find your passion or to reignite that passion, or to make sure that you just do a little temperature check and see where you are. Number one, think about three times that you have truly felt motivated. You felt alive. You feel really good about where you're going and what you've done. What were you doing in those situations? Were you solving a problem? Were you encouraging others? Were you learning something new maybe? What made it memorable? Where can you find that feeling today? So three times. I say three because like the last time I felt alive might have been when I ran 12 miles at a nine and a half minute pace. But that's really not my passion. I'm not going to stop my job and go become an Olympic runner. 
My passion is about setting goals and accomplishing things. It's bigger than that. That's just an example. So think of three things that you really felt alive, that you really felt motivated, and what is the commonality in those three things? The second suggestion I would give you is read. We consume things all the time. You know, social media, we don't really think of it as reading time, but it is. We read a lot. We read a lot on those little phone screens. So what are you reading? What are you consuming? Does it inspire you? Does it inspire your thoughts? Does it challenge your thinking? Does it provoke your creativity? Do you find your mind wandering towards how to use this information? Like when you're reading something, you go, oh yeah, that's connecting to this, or I could do this, or I need to go and talk to this person about that. Is, is your mind going out and you're starting to make connections and, and you're just feeling energized on those things? And not all the time. We need to decompress sometimes. But are you gravitating towards those things that help you connect? So read things that push you, that, that make you excited, that connect you to your passion and to making a difference to influencing and inspiring. Next one is find a group that shares an interest with you and connect with them. It could be all kinds of different things, but by connecting with others over a common thought, common idea, common hobby, common goal, we start seeing things from their different views and they challenge the way we think, or they may look at things in a different way that helps fill a gap that we didn't have filled before. Find opportunities, number four, to share your organization's goals with somebody. If you struggle to share your goals or what you're doing in your organization, then you're lost. You don't know where you're going. You should be able to share those and share them with energy. If you ramble on and just kind of meander in that conversation, then you're reaching. You really don't know what your passion is. You're just talking. So find someone, share what your organization's about, what your goals are. It should be succinct. It should be succinct. You shouldn't struggle and you shouldn't ramble. Number five, meditate, pray, walk, whatever you need to do without headphones, without the noise. Just spend time in silence and let your thoughts unpack. What keeps coming to your mind? What keeps coming through your mind? Things are going to come up. Ideas are going to come up. Think about those things. Spend time expanding those ideas because that's where your passion is going to lie. As a leader, we're pulled in so many directions. Our society wants to polarize all of us in, in, in different camps, and, and we're all uh, different than each other. I'm telling you, my friends, we're more common than we are different. We're more common than we are different, and we need people to inspire and influence, and that's what we need you to do as a leader. We need leaders to bring people together, and leadership is like the onion, and the core is you and your energy and your passion. So go this week, find that passion, and go influence others. But take care of yourself and take care of your team. Be sure to follow the Institute on all of our social media platforms, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. At Erskine Charters, we'll have all of these resources, including this podcast, many stories of our schools, and other things. So check us out. The opinions expressed within the content are solely the authors and do not reflect the opinions and beliefs of the Charter Institute at Erskine or its affiliates.